<laughs> and, you know, another another reason why I went to, you know, that I continually continuously try to like, um, I guess you want to say speak out is because to give information to those who are who are looking up this church, maybe somebody is just, you know, someone approached them and they, you know, they heard God, the mother, that's different. And then they go on YouTube or they go on Google and that they can see for themselves um, the information that's out there from the perspective of those who are happy as members and from the perspective of those who've been in the church for a while and have left so that they can have all the information they need to make the decision on their own. Because some of the information provided by the WMSCOG is not made available to um, all members, let alone new members. And so um, I believe that, you know, what I and others are doing will help people make the decision for themselves. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, for me, um, honestly, I gave up a lot. Um, I, you know, uh, <clears throat> I was uh, talking to Jordan and Kelsey before this. And, uh, there was a moment in my, in like, in my life where, I mean, I'm really, really happy now, but, um, I was really like, uh, yeah, a certain area, um, I guess you would say that really made me happy. And I had a lot going for me and a lot of my goals and I was very ambitious and, um, all that kind of, all my energy, all my time was taken from the church, you know, leading to believe that the end of the world was coming, this uh, love bombing, um, these kind of mind control tactics being used um, to kind of make you feel loved and welcome and that you feel special. And then later on, it's uh, not like that at all. And then before you know it, you're going to church every Saturday, every Tuesday, you're preaching every day of the week, you're donating all your money to the church, believing that you're getting blessings from God. And then before you know it, you're taking care of 20 to 30 members in a unit. And if one member doesn't come, you're getting rebuked for a member that that's not you that you're supposed to be taken care of doesn't come. And yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you dedicate so much time and energy and then you find out it's all a lie. It can be very uh, traumatic. And um, some people, including myself, you know, develop, you know, mental illnesses like PTSD, extreme anxiety, uh, depression and a lot of other things. And at the end of the day, I wish that I had kind of that support right away to help guide me, you know, when I came out um, or at least some support that uh, I can talk to, because even just talking it out with somebody similar uh, with the similar experiences that kind of knows what you've been through, it can really go a long way and help. So um, I really hope these videos can touch you in some way. Um, but yeah, we have no like hidden agenda. We're not here to like, I mean, I don't get. I don't get rich off these videos. There's no other reason for me to do these videos <laughs> other than to help you. I do though. So, I, I do. According uh, to yeah, members, this I'm, I'm, this is I'm not you're monetized. Yeah, this is not my channel. Yes, right. So at the end of the day, like yeah. this is the sacrifice that like, you know, me and Jordan were just talking before this. It's like Bears and Packers are playing right now, but we want to help you guys. No, I'm just kidding. But like, we really want to help. Thank you for um, your sacrifice. Big yeah. deal. <laughs> But the point being is we want we really want to help, um, you know, if you're feeling doubtful or if you have questions, you know, just to see the kind of whole point of view other than being secluded to just one kind of piece of information that is being fed to you, you know. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I think, Kelsey, uh, what, what you both are kind of saying is just to kind of help inform people mm -hmm. on what this group is. And something that you said is that this group hides 
and, and keeps kind of uh, uh, from within the reach of members so much information, so many mm-hmm. things that, and, and I won't say that they don't, that, that it's impossible for members to get this information um, because I, I don't think they really, if, I think if they had the ability to, the WMSCOG would do everything they could to make certain pieces of information impossible for members to get, whether they destroyed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunate for them that that other groups like the NCPOG have have rights to some of Ong Song Hong's books. And so the sections, you know, or books that the WMSUG probably it'd be in their best interest to just completely eliminate some of Ong Song Hong's books and teachings so they didn't have to deal with the repercussions of some of the things he taught. Um, they can't do that. And that's a good thing that they don't have the ability to do that. But they they hide so much information. They hide so many things from members, so many facts, so many uh, just facts about Ong Song Hong, about what he taught, mm-hmm. about who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like we, I've said before, I, I just feel like people deserve to know to have everything out on the table before them, before they give their life to this group. And as they have already given their, their lives to this group, they deserve to see, Oh, this there's that right there. I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. I didn't know that. And, it it it, it makes me mad. It, it really does make me mad because I, it's so unfair that the WMSCOG withholds so much information mm-hmm. uh, from members, and they will, they do. They use fear tactics. They 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 threaten with. You say it's uh, not important death. for your salvation. They, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah, all that to say, we want we, we you deserve everybody deserves to have all the information and then to make a decision based on that if you want to embrace this group and its teachings or not. And so we just want to help put that information out there. And if you don't believe us, if you don't believe what we're saying, that's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not claiming to be perfect. Neither. I don't believe Jeremy or Kelsey are claiming to be perfect and to know everything, but, but so, so go and test us, test what we say. And like we always say, do your own research, do your research. We're just going to present things that, that have come, as we've studied, as we've searched this thing out, um, and then you can, you don't have to accept that. We can't force you to, but at least hear us out and then go look at, into it yourself. Um, be objective in, in your thinking. Uh, I think cults typically try to make, try to eliminate objective thinking and, and, and they try to eliminate, it's, it's kind of what, what we're talking about with withdrawing and withholding information. Um, all of these things, Kelsey, you just sent me an article where, where that was in the list of one of the things you sent it to me and Jeremy, actually, that's, that was in a list of, of, of characteristics, I think of a cult, right. The withholding information and things like that. Right. 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 Was it the one? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. And they'll use like Bible verses to support, like, you know, uh, I think, uh, what was it? Romans or Hebrews where it says, uh, you know, a baby needs to be fed milk, not solid food, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So cults will always typically kind of spin, you know, withholding information to kind of fit like a biblical passage, you know what I mean? And to kind of make it seem like, right. yeah, see, it's true. So that's kind of the mind games yep. that they play. 
Yeah, and then when you see the example Absolutely. of Jesus two thousand years ago, is when he was asked like, "What must I do? What must I do to receive eternal life?" He didn't, you know, filter out the information he gave them. He said it directly, right? But yet the WMSCOG, yeah. when asked, or I mean, you know, when when talked to, they filter out the information. They don't tell you. They, yeah. they, I mean, not only do they not provide you with some information about, you know. An Sang Hong's life or, um, you know, God, the mother's life is they fabricate pieces of their lives as well in order to produce mm -hmm. guilt in the members like An mm -hmm. Sang Hong being alone for 37 years, preaching the gospel alone. But when there's, you know, picture evidence showing that he was not alone. There's picture evidence showing that, I mean, he had a lot of people at his side. I mean, there were missionaries in his church. Um Suin was a missionary in his church. John Gil Ja, who's now God the Mother, was a missionary in the church. There were people that were, you know, helping him. And I remember that was one of the questions I asked when I left. What do you mean An Sang Hong was alone? For and he also had a family. <laughs> he had four kids and a wife, right? So I said, what do you mean he was alone? And they said, oh, well, he, they didn't help him financially. That's what we mean by he's alone. And I was like, that's not what you said. <laughs> and all the videos you made me watch about him being so poor, he had to drink stream water or eat hardtack crackers or, um, was know, it the he, rice, the rice, uh, pork, porridge, yeah, the right? porridge. Yeah. He had to eat the porridge climbing up the mountains, right? At Elohim Academy, where they take you when you go to Korea, they have like a replica of a hut he lived in. Like, yeah, well, yeah one, <laughs> I know, like, it's not even enough for one person, let alone a family of six. Like, they make up these, it's not just a matter of like withholding information about his life it's fabricating you know pieces of Kinda his like life when I, when I was a kid i when i was a kid i had to walk walk to school uphill both ways in the snow kind of thing yeah yeah well this one it was up walk <laughs> up and down a snow-filled mountain in a summer summer lined suit <laughs> you know being so, so cool you know it, some frostbite <laughs> so yeah that that was Interesting. And, and I'll just say this and we'll, we'll jump into some of the questions, but it's yeah. when Jesus preached, he said some very hard things right up front. I mean, you think of the rich young ruler, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, go sell everything and give it to the poor. Um, he, he told people directly up front, unless you're willing to take up your cross and, and die daily, you can't be my disciple. And I think there's so much more to that. And I wish we had the time to unpack all that because I think when we really understand what Jesus is saying, it's, 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 it appears to be this impossible. Well, I don't think it appear, appears to be. I think his point is to tell us and to show us what God requires of you is impossible. You can't do it. And, and so he gave people the hard, impossible truths right up front. So people would stop thinking that it's about them and how good they are and realize this isn't, like, I can't do what God wants me to do. I and I think that's, you look at the Sermon on the Mount, I think everything Jesus said, it wasn't that he was doing away with the law. He was actually taking the law and elevating it. He was making it harder. He was making it more difficult. He's saying, no, it's not just don't do the action of committing adultery. If you even look at a woman and desire lust after her, you've already committed adultery. So again, I think what Jesus was trying to do up front is show people this is impossible. What my commandments, you know, the WMSCOG talks all the time about keeping God's commandments and, and obedience and things like that, which, yes, they're important. But I think we have to understand and to understand the gospel. I think Jesus knew we have to understand that we can't do it. And he had to show us that what he desires, what God requires of us, it's actually impossible. 
It's, it's not something human beings can do because when, but when we realize that that's when we, we, we become like that, the, you know, the tax collector in the center, the tax collector thought he was, he had it all together. He's like, thank you, God, I'm keeping your commandments. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then there's the other guy, the sinner who said, God, have mercy on me. I, I can't do this. I'm not doing what I should be doing. I'm not who I should be. And I can't do it. And Jesus said, guess which one of those guys went home justified? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the one who was working hard, doing everything, keeping right. all the commandments. And yeah, doing is the guy who realized I can't do it right. And I, at the end of the day, I have to fall on God's mercy. Mm-hmm. And that's the gospel. And I think that's, that's the gospel that ultimately the WMSCOG doctrine does not understand. It has no understanding. It, it can't fathom the, how, because that's good news to me. That's good news <laughs> as a sinner myself who daily I come, I have to come to the fact that, man, I, I can't do this. Like Jesus tells me not to even lust after a woman. Jesus tells me not to even be angry at something. Like I can't, I can't stop doing these things. So anyways, um, it's like, uh, it's, Jesus it's like, gave people. Yeah, go ahead. I was like, it's, it's like riding a bike. It's like learning to ride a bike when you're a kid. You know, if you have a parent right there, you know, that's guiding the bike that even if you fall, they got you. Right. Whereas the, that's general Christianity. Whereas the WMSCOG is the parents saying, here's the bike learn and succeed and, but no help. Right. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a pull pull yourself up by your own bootstraps sort of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's you climb your way up to God and instead of realizing that, no, we can't, we can't do it. We can't climb our way up to God. And until we realize that we, we can't understand the gospel, we can't understand what Jesus did because the gospel, what the Bible is all about is not about God waiting for man to figure out how to climb their way up to, up to him. It's about God real or, or knowing that man can't do it. And so he climbs down the ladder in the person of Jesus to us and shows us how good he is, how loving he is that, that he's not this bully up in the sky, just waiting for it to, you know, to zap us uh, for every mistake. Um, that, that was kind of a side rail, but all that to say, Jesus gave people the hard truths up front. He, he told people up front, and what you're telling us, what you're, you guys are saying is that the WMSCOG does not do that. They conceal facts and they kind of uh, almost paint this false picture. Uh, I think you could say probably they, right. they by withholding certain information, they almost paint a false idea of what this group is. Um, yeah, 100 percent. And that's that's deceptive and misleading. Yeah. Yeah. For example, as a new member, if you start coming into the church. You're not required. I mean, they want you to keep Sabbath day, of course. But say like uh, when I first started coming into the church, maybe the I, Kelsey, you, it may have been the same for you. But the first Saturday I kept the uh, afternoon. I mean, I didn't keep any services before I was baptized. It was when I was at, after I was baptized when I kept my first service. And then it was only the afternoon service I kept the first two weeks. Then the third Sabbath day was like, I think the afternoon and evening and then the final Sabbath day, like four weeks in uh, me and my friend, Charles, we went up to Santa Barbara for the weekend. Like, (laughs) and so we missed the Sabbath day and uh, the next Monday. um, Yeah. They had a a missionary had a study with us about the Sabbath day that if we don't keep the Sabbath day, then we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. and explain to us 
that just like the Sabbath year, how God commanded to keep, you know, seven years to uh, the land holy, there'll be the rest of a thousand years and explain that this rest of a thousand years in order to enter it, we need to keep the Sabbath day. So if we do not keep the Sabbath day, we're going to go to hell. We're not going to be forgiven of our sins. We're not going to be blessed, all that stuff. So at first they're not going to, you know, require you or be all like, but once you become a member and you're baptized, after time goes on, you're going to be required more little by little. And if you miss just one, you're going to get rebuked. Like uh, you're going to feel that um, based on each person's situation, of course. But um, if they look at you like you're a potential gospel worker, then they're going to, you know, kind of push you and edge you to come keep the services. But before you become a member, they don't tell you, you need to keep every Sabbath day that you need to keep every third day. You need to keep every feast. You need to go preaching. You need to bring people. You need to tithe. They don't tell you that before you become a member. They don't.